of the Lord forever. I love that song and it's my prayer that it will make meaning in our lives that Lord, I have promised to serve you to the end. And when you talk about service, when you talk, which rhymes with our theme, be a faithful steward, then you ask yourself, Lord, am I really serving you? In every area of what you do require of me, am I really serving you? And if I'm serving you, Lord, am I serving you to the fullest? Please look at your neighbor as long as it's not your wife or your husband. Yes, just give, be me smile, be me smile. We're in the presence of our God and Savior. Some people are purposely looking at their wives and... Please, beam that smile to somebody else today. We are in the presence of the Lord. And in His fullness, there is joy forever. Amen. Shall we have a word of prayer as we take this song? We'll take the song, I think the choir will help me, Daily As I Leave. Daily as I live, as often as I breathe, let my whole life be expressions of your grace. Oh, daily as I live, daily as I live, as often as I breathe, as long as I breathe, let my whole, let my whole life. saved, you've been kind enough, those who will be coming, we ask, oh God, that daily as we live, let our lives be what you desire us to be. Help us to be faithful stewards. Help us to save you in every area of our lives that we never look back but like your daughter who coordinated, who is coordinating for us today said, Lord, let it be that everything we do will be kingdom oriented. It will have eternal value. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.
Thank you, Sister Shola Bajomo, who led us in prayers. She mentioned the topic to us today in the prayers, which is tithing, tithes. Tithing. We're not going to read the lesson text, even though we have them. Matthew 23, 23. We will take them in the course of the scriptures, of, of the message. Proverbs chapter 3, 9 to 10, and Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. If you don't want to use the word titan, you can talk about financial stewardship. Anyone you want. Don't forget the theme is be a faithful steward. A faithful steward. When you look at the totality of what God expects from us financially, we talk about giving. Although giving has a wider perspective. You give your time. You give your property. You give your intellect. You give yourself. You give your money. And many more giving. But we we'll just limit it to a large extent to tithing mainly. And maybe once in a while we might mention it with offering because they are fairly intertwined. We want to ask ourselves, do I pay tithe? If I don't pay tithe, am I financially okay with the Lord? I'm not talking about offering. Offering is what you give. We'll see it in a moment. Is tithing recommended in scripture? Is it only in the Old Testament we have tithing? Or in the New Testament? Stewardship is one of the key principles in scripture. Which is why the Lord led his servant, our senior pastor, to give it to us as our theme for the month. It challenges us, like he mentioned the very first Sunday, to recognize that everything was created by God and therefore ultimately owned by God. That was why he made us realize that, look, which is what everybody knows, the day you breathe your last, that is all. Whatever houses, whatever money, whatever property, anything else that you have acquired, you leave them behind. So as human beings, all God expects us is that we are managers of these resources. Like we are also told, our ability to acquire wealth is given to us by no other other than our God. So we need to be mindful of how we use these resources to fulfill God's work to further his kingdom and take care of others. So the question is, what is tithing? Tithing literally means tent. Tent of your income. Tent of your resources. When you look at tithe, it was made obligatory from the law of Moses, which tells us that it required 10% of the Israelites' first fruits. Because God provided the harvest 
we have to return the top, the top, which is this ten percent, back to Him. We have to return it to Him. It was a reminder to Israel, and it's a reminder to us today that all things we have belong to God. What are offerings? Offerings, on the other hand, are considered gifts given outside of or in addition to a tithe. Tithe is unique. It's there on its own, separate. Offerings, like you give offering when you come for any form of service. It's just, what do you propose in your heart to give? So, even though tithes and offerings, they are technically different, they still refer to a large extent finance. But there are many other things you can give as offering. You can give land. You can give houses and donate it to the church. They are all offerings. But let's look at going down on Titan. Titan before Moses. Let's look at the first time the word tithe came into scripture as we can see. And we look at, we're going to quickly read a few of scriptures today. Genesis chapter 14 verses 19 and 20 and to a large extent I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. New King James Version. And uh, Genesis 14 19 to 20 says and he blessed him and said blessed be Abraham by God most high possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand and Abraham he did what? Give him tithes. My version says, tithe of everything. So, Abraham had just returned from defeating, you know, the armies of four kings. Abraham marked against four kings, just he and his household. And the Bible says he defeated them. In the name of the Lord, when you march against any enemy, no matter how many they are, you will have victory. Yeah. Don't be afraid of them. Abraham went with just his household. Do you know what it is? A king with his army. Yet, four kings came against him and God gave him victory. I say you will have victory. I don't know what you are battling against. Just hold on to the Lord. March confidently. Move forward. You will have victory in the name of Jesus. Abraham went. And the Lord gave him victory. And in gratitude to God's authority and blessing, the Bible tells us that Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of his possession. He didn't do it. Please note this one. He didn't do it to invoke God's blessing. He did it in response to God's blessing. I challenge us today. Are you paying tight? You all are you saying God is not blessing me? He did it in response to God's blessing. Number two. Jacob offered a tithe. And the Bible says, Genesis 28, 20 to 20, it says, Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will keep, be with me and keep me in this way, 
that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. 22. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give what? How many? Oh, sorry. It's not projected. A tent to you. I will give a tent to you. That was Jacob. Jacob said it in response to a dream. A visitation of the Lord to him in a dream. I will give you a tent, Lord. The tent is introduced as law. When you go to the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, it says, 30 to 34, it says, every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord if a man wishes to redeem some of his tithe and so on and so forth. So, the tithe was introduced as a law. It was introduced as a law by Moses. The first 10% of your earning is regarded as holy. That is set apart and belonging to God. Brethren, let us not eat our tithe. Let's not consume what is God's. I know that everything belongs to God. But if God has given you and says, you can have 90%, give me, let me use the word, give me at least 10%. And we are going to see why I say at least 10% in a moment. Then you should understand, I cannot eat God's money, God's tithe, God's resources with me. I can't even eat it with the 90%. And why was the tithe established? It was established for the Levites. Numbers 18.21 says, To the Levites, I have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance in return for their services that they do, their service in the tent of meeting. As, as time goes, when I see that I'm running short, I may have to cut some passages. But you see, brethren, I want to bless the Lord. The tithe was established then because the Levites were particularly set apart for God. And God gave inheritance to all the other tribes, but for the Levites, nothing. God says, no, they are my own. They belong to me. They are set apart for me. And so their tithes were used for them. Even the Levites also paid tithe. Brethren, we bless the Lord that we have a unique church. Amen. I'm talking about tithing and people's faces are tight. Thank you. I want you to drink water on the, what you, the Lord has spoken to you about so that you can sink in very well. Hallelujah. We have a unique church. I know that senior pastor will not want me to mention it, but it is of a truth that God has blessed us so much. There is no serving pastor that receives salary. No serving pastor receives any allowance. It's not as if it's a law. It is our choice. So whatever you give as time goes into the work. And the major focus of the work is mission and evangelism. All others are just appendages to this. In case you don't know, we've just, the Lord helped us. We had a beautiful family meeting, officially called annual membership meeting. 
In case you were not there, it was a beautiful time. We looked at the account and we give God the glory. We gave, we, we gave God and we still give God the glory. The major thing went into purchasing land. I hope you know what land in Oniru VI, what it will cost now. But that's what God has set you and I apart to do for him. May the Lord enable us more and more in the name of Jesus. Missions and evangelism, that's what the whole money goes into. Or let me use virtually the whole money. Other than maintaining the structure God has also blessed us with. Do you know what this structure will now cost? Brethren, even if we were not doing it, you, you and I, including myself, we have no right to eat God's money. Like I said, I, I will have to, I will have to uh, jump some of these things. Uh, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 5 and 6. It says, but you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation there. You shall go there and drop your offering. That's what it essentially conveys. You can't, it's not encouraged by these scriptural passages to carry your tithe and say you are giving maybe a mission or an organization. No. This is the house where the Lord feeds you. This is the church of God. You can give offerings to many other organizations. That's free will. But your tithe goes into the house of God. Now, like we have said, the tithe is compulsory. It's obligatory. Except God is not blessing you. Except you are not working. Except you have zero income. If you are, like somebody once said, if you are receiving 10,000 naira a month, as mighty as 10,000 naira is today, how much is the tithe? 10%. 1,000 naira. But some of us cannot... 1,000. The 10,000 is not enough now. But God is not looking at that. No. And the person now said, if you are receiving 10,000, you cannot carry 1,000 and say, this is my tithe, 10%. The day God blesses you with 1,000 million naira every month, you will think that, how much, how much tithe is, uh, okay, let's just say 100 million naira. How much tithe is that? One million. The day you receive 100 million naira every month, you will say, go and drop one, one million inside church. Oh, 10 million, sir. Sorry, sir. I was bothered about the English and I forgot the maths. <laughs> 10 million. Ah. <laughs> I think by the time you reach the door of the church, you will turn around. No, 10 million. No, it's too much. Unless, unless we are saying God should not bless us. God should not bless us. And these are the things you should teach your children to tithe. Brethren, let us know. Children should tithe. Teenagers should tithe. What should they tithe? Not their school fees. It's not their money. But the allowance they give them. Buy biscuit, buy coke. Let them tithe it. Even if it is 10 naira, let them drop it. 
you are teaching them. The Bible says, train up a child the way he should go when he's old. Don't give, you see, don't make the habit of permanently giving them money. They won't know. Even if you are giving them, say, this is supposed to be your time. Teach them what it is. Praise the Lord. If you go over, you will begin to see, and I think it's in the notes that I gave by the grace of God, you will begin to see that the tithe we are talking about, when you read certain passages, there are tithes that you even give for orphans. Tithe is, you know, whether monthly or annually you give your 10%. But there are every three years, you're supposed to tithe for widows. That's what was obtained in the Old Testament. Time is going. I don't have time to do, dwell with that. Maybe if it ever comes up, you have questions, I'll be glad to answer them for you one-on-one. You're supposed to tithe every three years for widows, for orphans. In fact, by the time it's calculated, when you calculate the tithes of all, because you are... You tight your livestock, you tight uh, uh, things coming from your farm, you tight virtually everything. It's, the minimum is 23%. And that's why he said, look, brethren, the minimum you should ever tie should be at least 10%. And I can assure you, I have seen somebody who gave a testimony in one of the training, Haggai training that I went to. He gave, he, as at that time, I don't know of today, he gave 90% of his income as tithe. He said 10% was okay for him. The funny thing was that he never lacked any good thing. I can testify to that. And yet, we have many of us, people like me, maybe we are not tithing. You don't even know you are supposed to. But what does, let's go on to what Jesus says about Titan. When you talk about Titan, people talk about you're supposed to tithe a giving secret. Mm. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through to verse 4, it says, giving secret. Fine. And that's why we say, send your tithe. Nobody bothers to know. In those days, it, it was for our benefit. Only the pastor and the treasurer knew if you tightened. And there were reasons for them. One, if I am tightening, and I'm tightening every month faithfully to the glory of God, if for three months subsequently I don't tight, is there anything wrong? Yes, something is wrong. Something is, either I have lost my faith or I have lost my job. And the church will not want you to suffer. And say, ah, this tighter for three months. Brother, what happened to you? I lost my job. Oh, the church will help to make sure until you get job, the church will be giving you. That was the reason, pastor and treasurer, as far as I know. I've been in first square to the glory of God since 1983 or so. Second one is that first square is so adamant. You must never go and steal and bring to the house of God. Never. Never. If I'm paying, let's say 10,000 every month, then all of a sudden I pay 1 million naira. Won't you ask me, where did you get the money from, brother? Mm-hmm. Say, oh, did you get a contract? Yes, I got a contract. Oh, the pastor will pray with you, bless you, and invoke God's blessing upon you. 
But if you stole the money, say, come and take your money. We, the church doesn't need it. That's it. It's to help you and help the church of God to grow. That was how it was. But here, we rarely talk about money. I didn't, I didn't even share with this, you know, Pastor Dan, this is what I'm going to talk about. It's part of financial management for our lives. I am blessed by it, and I give God the glory. You also will be blessed. You also will be blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, as you give, still say it. And don't forget, there is accountability. Like in the AGM, we could give account. So, 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 we're tithes paid. So, 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 we're offerings paid. This is what it has been spent for. Help us so that nobody will come tomorrow or even today and pilfer the money that belongs to God. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. This way I want to say a word. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you tight, mint, and dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, and mercy, and faithfulness. This you ought to have done without, <clears throat> without leaving the others undone. Christ did not condemn tithing at all. Zero. I can say that confidently. Jesus was only teaching us that, look, do everything that has been taught to us. Don't do one. Like many of us, you see people, they say, Lord, I have paid my tithe. I am waiting. Then tomorrow you wake up. God, you have not answered this issue. I pay, I pay my tithe regularly. Yes, paying your tithe is good. Excellent. That's part of it. But what about you? What is your life like? What is my life like? God says, do everything. Don't leave one undone. Don't behave. I'm a reverend. I'm a pastor. I'm an elder. I'm a deacon. And in public, everybody says, yes, sir. But you are not doing anything. That's what God is telling us. You are a child of God. Do what God says. Show that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ on every aspect. And the Lord who sees you as you pay your tithe, he will reward you. That's what God, Jesus was saying. He didn't say, no, we don't. He didn't say that. Don't let anybody deceive you. And I, I even tell myself, I say, let's even assume that even these things were not in the New, in the New Testament. Titan helped me, helps me as a person and my family to give more to the Lord. And the more you give, just trust God with it. Just trust God. Give and see what God will do for you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not God. I'm seeking God as you are seeking God. I'm worshiping God as you are worshiping God. I am I'm trusting him as you are supposed to trust him. Praise the Lord. The faithful giver. I have indirectly commented on that. So, I will not. Which 
Jesus was sitting. It's in Mark chapter 12, 41 to 44. Jesus was watching those who were giving and said, Maybe somebody like me came. He gave 10,000. Another person came and gave three naira. He said, the person who gave three naira gave more. Why? Because he gave her all. She gave her all. So Jesus does not say, because you are earning 10,000, you should not pay your tithe or give offering. No. No. Now, let's now talk about tithing to Melchizedek, where we started from. Please, I plead with us, the notes that have been given to us, go through it. It's just the passage. You can see the comment. Or even if you don't want to go through the comment, see the passages for yourself. Read them. Is it true? What is God saying to me? Read them. Well, let's go because our time is gone. Titan to Melchizedek, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. I read, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. He is forced by translation of his name, king of righteousness. By translation, that's the meaning of Melchizedek. And then, he's also king of Salem, that is king of peace. Moses, Moses tells us that the first tithe in Genesis, which is now repeated in the book of Hebrews, address, readdresses it as he compares Christ's ministry to the present Melchizedek. In fact, when you go through, when you study, talk about Melchizedek, Melchizedek just came onto the scene all of a sudden, as if from nowhere. Then after, immediately after he blessed Abraham, he seemed to have disappeared. He just vanished. And he's compared to the present day ministry of Jesus Christ, the order of Melchizedek. If Melchizedek blessed Abraham, the father of God's children, so to say. And Abraham gave a tithe. And we believe that that Melchizedek, that's the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was Melchizedek, so to say. Then why will we stop? Why will we stop paying our tithes? In certain aspects of scripture that have not been able to, we, we've not been able to go through, Jesus tells us that Listen to me. I have come to destroy the law. Am I correct? Am I correct? Church, am I correct? What did he say? I have not come to destroy the law, but to do what? To strengthen it. So why? We see the order of Melchizedek continuing, made reference to in Hebrews. I've only come to strengthen the law. If because some people say Titan was, the word was not exactly mentioned. So, if the Bible says there should be no murder, 
Because Jesus has come. He didn't particularly mention don't murder. So you will now be murdering people. Haba. No. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So what does it, what does it mean for us? You should decide. Am I going to obey the Lord? For me, from scripture, if you don't obey the Lord, there is something negative in your life. But if you do, even if it is not there, what is wrong with giving more to the Lord? What is wrong? Don't let anybody give you scripture that is not correct. Decide this day to give to the Lord. And I want to give you certain quotes. Many of us know a man is now late, former president of the United States of America, Ronald Reagan. I believe some of us, at least we heard of him. He says, but I also happen to be someone who believes in tithing, the giving of a tent. That's Ronald Reagan, former president of the United States of America. John Wesley, that many of us, at least we've, we've heard about, we've seen their church, he says, I judge all things only by the price they shall gain in eternity. What he's saying is, if you give more to the Lord, it will give you gain for eternity. And the last one. Okay. No, not the last but one. I think it is not well known in the church that payment of tithing has very little to do with money. Tithing has to do with faith. Faith in the Lord, that's what he's saying. And it's by a man called Theodore Tuttle. Faith in the Lord. It's not just a matter of pain. Faith in the Lord. You trust this God that as I give him, he will return it to me. Brethren, we are talking about Titan. Yes, the foundation of this Titan is Jesus Christ. If you have not known this Jesus Christ, you won't know about Titan. You are not involved, so to say. But you can decide today to surrender that life to Jesus. So that as you get involved, you will see the hand of the Lord strong upon your life. And all the things that go with Titan will definitely come to you. You will surrender your life to Jesus today. But for the rest of the church, please listen to this conclusion. To those of you who pay your tithes, I commend you. To those of you who presently are not obeying the law of tithing, I invite, I invite you to consider your ways and repent. I testify that by your obedience to this law of the Lord, the windows of heaven will be opened to you. Please, do not procrastinate the day of your repentance. And this by a man called David Bedna. I'm quoting it as my conclusion for him. I invite you today. Two groups, therefore, I'm trusting will have that encounter with the Lord, special encounter. One, those who want to surrender their lives to Christ. Shall we bow down our heads as we pray? 
place, you are in the main auditorium, you are in the penny hall downstairs, you are even online to the glory of God. Thank you so much. I really want to wave with the love of the Lord to you. Thank you for listening to the word of God to your life. You want to surrender your life to Jesus so that all we have said as what God commands us to do will be yours as well. Please raise your hand and say, today I break with the past. I surrender my life. I want to press forward with this Jesus. The Jesus that helped Abraham to overcome four kings. I want to walk with him so that I can overcome whatever is the hurdle ahead of me because Christ has given us the victory. If you are here or downstairs, please raise your hand and I will quickly pray with you. Is there anyone? If you are downstairs, somebody will be there to pray with you. If you are online, very soon a number will be displayed on the board, on your set, so that you can text forgiven to that number. Anyone you want to surrender your life to Jesus this morning? Is there anyone? Okay, quickly, we also, I also want to pray for those who have decided, I am pressing forward with Jesus. I repent. I want to be paying my time. No matter how much I am receiving, how small it is or how big it is before me. And I want to entrust God by faith. I want to entrust all the supposed resources that I have onto this God. I want to entrust it to his care and see what God will do in my life. I want you to talk to the Lord. For those of you who have been paying tithes, thank God and ask God to continue to make you a man of faith in him, in tithing, and by extension, bigger offerings for the Lord. It's for God's work, not for anyone. Father, we thank you. Maybe somebody... Somewhere who has surrendered his life to you today, Father, I ask that you keep such a one. I ask that you hold on to such a one and that that person will never go back. Haven't decided to follow you. Lord, please hold on to him. Let his name be written in the book of life and that Father, upwardly, he will follow you. We want to thank you for as many as have decided to repent today to say, Lord, I am going to be tightened from your word. Father, we pray that that will be truly their life even unto the last breath in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There may be one or two who may still have questions. Father, I ask that the Holy Ghost will speak to such a one. We give you all the glory for your word to us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. <laughs>